0: What's going on, man? I want to welcome one of the nicest MCs coming out of Brooklyn, New York. Joining me here on the show here tonight, Sports & Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max, Live 365, I Heart Radio, who goes by the name of Mano. Mano, what is going on, man? Welcome What's to the up, show. Bro? How's your yeah. night going?
1: I'm doing absolutely wonderful. What's the vibes?
0: Doing pretty well. Congratulations on everything that you've achieved, especially with the new album, The Lobby
1: Boys. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that.
0: I think that's the best project to drop this year. It's either that or Tana Talk 4 for me.
1: Man, right, let's keep it real, man. Lobby Boys got it, bro. Like let's yeah. keep it the real, man. Like I feel like people want to say it, but because it's it's just so, you know, it's just um, very unexpected. You know what I mean? A lot of people got, you know, a lot of a lot of backing, a lot of hype already around them, so it's easier for that to already, you know, if people already saying, yo, this this is the guy, this is the these are the people, you know, this these are they're getting co-signed by this one or that one. It's easy to say, okay, they got the best shit, but when you come out of nowhere and you've been an underdog, you know, I feel like people, they more reluctant to say it, but they know they have to give it up. It's no project better. Let's keep it real.
0: No, it's real hip hop. The Lobby boys slap box with the devil and night. We go both blow, yeah. blow. That yeah. was a tough bar. Now, yes. because just all the things that you mentioned about in the album and everything, you tell some personal stories on there. And we've heard DMX speak about Damien and the demons that he was going through. So when you mentioned the devil, what does the devil represent to you in that song? In reference,
1: well, I mean that's the demons of life. You know, I think as a man, we all face with, you know, our own personal demons. I think that we all face with, with things and, uh, you know, lifestyle issues and decisions that 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 we make and things that you know um, pull us in the wrong directions. You know, we all battle those de- de- those uh, temptations, those demons, those you know um, that idle times sometimes you know, which is the devil workshop, they say, you know, so it's just, it's just, it's just lifestyle. And it's just, you know, battling your own heart. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you're going against your own self, because, you know, you want, you know, you, you know, you're great in one area, but then you sometimes being pulled in another. So that's what that is, you know. Yeah,
0: and you could see it right there, the pain and emotion that you put into this album. Now with the reception of this album, it's going crazy. It's representing the real hip-hop out here. Do you see duos making a comeback now that you and Jim are doing it, such as the Capone and Noriegas, like the Mob Deeps? Because you were always going into Queens when you were younger, so you love those guys.
1: Right, right, love those guys. Absolutely love those guys. I told I told Jim yesterday we the new Mob Deep, you know what I mean? We playing. And um, it's it's, you know, I feel like it's always... Yo, speaking of Mob D, that's that's my um favorite duo of all time. Mm-hmm. Those are my that's my favorite uh two man group. Um I feel like there's opportunity for people to 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 jump in and 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 kind of uh team up. You know, the difference in what we got going on in opposed to what was going on before is that we were not a group. We, you know, at all. And the fact that we were able to come together and tie the city together, unify it, it uh is is that much more um important.
0: And you've spoken about it in the past. Now New York can New York have two kings? Because I know you've spoken about it that the king in New York doesn't matter. I feel as though New York can have two thing, kings.
1: Right. The thing it can have more than one king. That's the thing. We gotta we gotta start normalizing us giving each other our flowers, right? We gotta start normalizing Giving each other, you know, credit and not waiting till, you know, something happened, not waiting till, you know, somebody's dead or somebody's in the ground to say how dope that person was and how great that person was. No, let's normalize that we all kings. We all from a from a city that always promoted being one king. That was part of the issue. You know, like, you know, it's we come from a city that's just rap guards come from here, right? So I'm a king where I come from. You know, Jim is a king where come from, you know, you got different artists that, 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 that are kings and, and, and they represent and, and hold a certain level of importance, uh, 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 relevance in the game that, yeah, we all kings.
0: You're all kings and you represented on the song BK to Harlem
1: with you and yeah. Jim. yeah. Definitely, the two One spots the in New York—that
0: was tough. You know, it, it'd always be crazy. You know, if you speak about Brooklyn and Harlem, if we got a Biggie Big L album, that would have been crazy.
1: Oh wow, that was that would have been um, yeah, that was that would have been the first Lobby Boys project.
0: That would have been. And speaking of Lobby Boys, because this was inspired by the Bugatti Boys, Diddy and Rick Ross, Bugatti because this is what Bugatti. they wanted to do years ago.
1: Bugatti Boys, yeah. Well, I I wouldn't say inspired so much, but it, I think that it it kind of registered something um, in, in Jim's mind, you know, when, when they were saying that, because it was a time when they talked about, you know, um, doing the album, I believe, you know, and it was, they was they were very polished, you know what I mean? When you think of Puff, you think of a lot of money, you think of so much success, you think of Ross, you think of, you know, a lot of flash, a lot of money, you know, and, you know, I'm not sure if, it, it, well, I, speaking for myself, I don't think people look at me, in that same light, I, I haven't had that level of success, you know? Um, so, you know, us coming from the ground with it, you know, it was perfect. You know, we coming right out, we, we coming from, you know, uh, a, a, a certain level of pain we coming from a certain level of, uh, you know, uh, you know, inspiration with, you know, coming from those, those project lobbies and tenements, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Were there conversations that you had with Jim Jones behind the scenes about what you wanted to put into this album as far as story-wise? Because on Project Baby, you speak about your mother and your father, and I heard all about your father and the the stories in which when he got addicted to drugs, unfortunately. Were there conversations that you and Jim had that you wanted to bring out on this album that you may have not brought Uh it light before?
1: No, we didn't really talk about it. We just allowed, you know, the music to be what it is and, and let our emotions just just got us you know we just followed a lot of times the music you know when I heard that beat it was a painful beat you know my mama knows my mama loves me my daddy left nope my daddy died I'm just mad that he left you know and it's just it, it 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 just you know I wanted to tap into this you know to the story of a young black male you know you know what that struggle was like you know having to deal with things and you know having to grow up in you know in a, uh, in a place where you know drugs is is prevalent and balance is prevalent, you know. So I wanted to touch on that.
0: Something that really made you feel good about this project was when Fat Joe gave you that call and said that this was hard and he was on his
1: sixth listen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fat Joe called me. A lot of people called me, man. I talked to Busta about it. You know, um, a lot of times, you know, to to, to be acknowledged by our peers, and I and I and I don't even. I can't even say that those guys are my peers because those guys I kind of hold at a higher regard because, you know, I wasn't even in the game when these guys were already, you know, superstars. So to get that that acknowledgement from from people like that is is still to this day, and I've been in the game for a while, but it's still tremendous for me because I, I was just a fan.
0: Absolutely. In fact, Joe, he's been around longer than Jay Z.
1: Right. He's he Fat Joe is probably my favorite artist in the, in the sense that what he what he's been able to represent. Right. He the fact that he is consistently reinvented, reintroduce, redefine, rebranded himself over and over and over and over again that to me is so amazing brother like like it's it is amazing like he is he is certain artists are forever he's definitely one
0: he definitely is just thinking about him starting out with digging in the crates and he can go do these hit viral mainstream records like lean back
1: like right lean back was what 15 years ago yeah not i'm not sure exactly when but yeah a long time ago and you know He's just as relevant and just as prominent. I don't like to use the word relevant, but I I will say prominent. Um, He's just as prominent in today's um, rap game as he was 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That's crazy to me.
0: Yeah, he's still got hit songs. He's got a hit show. He's got his own
1: show, just like you. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, right. This is a beautiful time.
0: It is a beautiful time and just getting into it because you came home. I've heard all about your story and we're not going to get too much into the prison thing. Just you got started in there once you were in the box, just to escape your mind with freedom. You were writing. You get out around 2003 and right. that's when Jim Jones is going crazy with Dipset. So when did you first right. encounter and meet with Jim Jones and build this brotherhood?
1: Well, me and Jim wasn't cool at first. You know, uh, I feel like you, we didn't know each other. You know, I I was in a different space mentally i was coming out of prison i was coming off the street so i think i i think that i thought that i had all the answers and in, in the way that i saw the world um so we had a little friction um and, and it was due to me just you know being you know uh, uh, the person that i was at that point um but we we always had um mutual mutual homies that was in between us so you know, nothing never ever happened. Um, and once we click, we click. It was like instant. It was instant. You know, these you know, sometimes you judge your book by its cover. You think like, you know, but that's why it's not good to do that. It's not good to look at somebody from across the street and say, "Man, I don't like him." You don't know. You may you may talk to that man. And you may find out that you and that man have have things in common. You may find out y'all both like a certain thing. You may find out y'all both have uh, 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 come from similar backgrounds. You may find out that y'all have more in common than than y'all do at odds. So it was like that. Once we clicked, it was, we we was clicking. It's been, it's been a very long time. It's been um, well past 10 years. And, you know, we've been, we've just been rocking.
0: He credits you for getting the whole artist experience because you had the beats pulled up in the studio. Once right. you were ready to do this album, because he was working on a Spanish album at the time, right. you told right. him that you were ready. Let's do this. You were having the beats pull up in the studio with the hooks and yeah. verses and everything. And he credited right. you just being an A&R. Right. Have you thought about right. being becoming a full-time A&R for other artists because you have the potential and capability of doing so?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, I, that's the thing. I just think that I, I, I'm one of those that I think I could do many different things. And I feel like I could, uh, wear so many different hats because I didn't have the luxury of just being an artist. I had to always figure it out. I had to learn by trial. I had to learn by error. Um, and so it was cool as far as, you know, lobby boys, I knew that somebody had to take the initiative. It's hard to just say, okay, come on, let's just do a project and let's just go in the studio and just, you know, just figure it out. So I wanted to take the initiative to make the, make, make the, make the process easier you know I've one thing I know about about artists because even for me if somebody shows me you know if if I come in the studio and a beat already laid it's an idea there it's like oh okay I got it it's easier to see the vision so what I was doing was setting the vision you know so I would come he would come and I would have three four records already done just to have the you know the vision for him to choose from because you know we all not going to register the beats in our minds and the hook's the same. It might be something that I like and he be like, uh, it's cool. Let me let me hear something else. So we would go through that, and he would you know he would pick what he liked. But then you know there was also a lot of times when we we would sat and we made we made music from scratch like you know the the, the praying song uh, with Benny the Butcher. We made that from scratch. Uh, the song with Benny. The song we did with um, with, with Fab, which is uh, No Bobby V, you know, we picked that beat together with Fab, and we did it from scratch. So, you know, it was a lot of times that we just did everything from scratch.
0: Yeah. Fabio was on house arrest when he made the contribution Bobby, to slide to your album.
1: Fabio came in the studio about 1 o'clock, twelve thirty, one o'clock in the afternoon, and had to be out, had to be out soon. Because he had to be home maybe about eight, nine. Yeah. So it was it was that was a that was a fun session because we was in there going crazy um during that day. Um it was a Friday, matter of fact, and he came in at and I had the beat for him. He said, That's the beat. I, I wanted I wanted I wanted him to play, I listened to a couple of beats. So I had like three beats that I knew that I, I felt like he could was was his vibe. And I had that beat. And he said, That's it. I said, That's it and then we got busy. You got busy. Unfortunately,
0: yeah. Jada Kiss didn't make the album based on like time constraints and everything, but yeah. he wanted you to play in the song that you had for him, then play the album. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. Yeah, so I'm hoping Stiles, on the next project you get together.
1: Yeah, because Styles P came in the studio and said, listen, play me the song that you want me on. Don't play me the album yet. Don't play me the album yet. Styles said, play me. The song that you want me on. So I said, Damn, okay. Well, I just I just started this song right here. Let me see what you think of it. And he said, Ooh, he liked it. Jump right on it. And then he stayed in the studio with, with me, and uh, Jim Kane. He stayed in the studio all night, hung out with us, smoked, and drank, um, listening to music, you know, vibe. And that was that was that's the, that was the great thing about. Recording this album, recording the Lobby Boys project was probably my most fun in recording a project ever. It was always, it was never a dull moment. It was, it was a lot of activity. It was just a vibe. Every artist that's on the project came to that studio with us and did, and worked with us. Everybody.
0: And did their thing and it's really putting on for New York City here. And you've been doing it for years because my favorite song from you is That Could Be Us. I remember being at the YMCA when I was like ten years old when I was beginning my DJ journey playing that song.
1: That could be us, yeah. That was a that was a big joint right there. That was a
0: big one. But we gotta credit this by a song Monsters Ball because you give big credit to Cormega back in the day.
1: Monsters Ball, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cormega, yeah. When I came home, Cormega put me on his album. I wanna say, you know, it was between him and K Slade that I was, that I was, I can't remember which project came out first. Uh, maybe Cormega's, you know? You know, Cormega was cool with, uh, you know, my Cody. We knew each other through Reputation, you know, and um, he showed love, he showed love. And I came home, you know, we went to the studio, he let me get on the joint, kept it. And that was that was probably the first album I was ever on. Wow. Ever. That was that was the same. I want to say that was the same year I came on. That was 2003. But K Slay had uh put out an album that year too that I was on. You know, um, uh, rest in peace to the great, 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 great DJ K Slay, who uh was a very, very integral um person in my in my uh career
0: he was just here learning about that story and i actually have yeah. a photo here a throwback photo that i wanted you to speak about you with the late gray K. if you could tell me where this was at because this may have been a- years ago
1: Caseley, look at that i remember that day like yesterday that was um that was at a club in new york city i was shooting a video i had a song I had got see, I had got signed originally to uh to Universal, Motown Universal. And my single was supposed to have been a song called Stomp. And and on that single I had uh it was featuring Little Kim. So that morning we were shooting a club scene. I'm I'm pretty sure you can pull the song up. You can pull the video up uh on YouTube. It's called um Stomp featuring Little Kim. And and we, we shot the club scene in the morning. I forgot the name of the club in, in New York. It was in Manhattan. And um, you know, and I, I had this relationship with Slay by then that, you know, he was he would support anything that I had going on. And this is I was this is when I was making my way up off the, the mixtapes and the DVDs into more mainstream, you know, uh, artists. And um, so that's that's what that was. That was me that morning and him, you know, sitting around. Uh, while while we were shooting a video,
0: Smack DVDs as well. That was what introduced you to the world in the hip hop game. That was your first appearance. Got you yeah. known in yeah. the song "Rumors." That was like oh, your how to rob.
1: Yeah, R- R- "Rumors" was was the song that changed my life. See, people that that don't know me prior to to High Haters don't remember "Rumors," but "Rumors" is the song that did it for me. "Rumors." is the song. Rumors is the song that got me my first record deal. It's the song that changed my life. That's the song that created the buzz. You know, it and, and got me in the game, got everybody talking about me. That was the song. That was the song that got me the deal, that got me to have a single to where you see that picture.
0: What's interesting just hearing about that whole Universal deal, because you were song, signed the to tone with Trackmasters at that yeah, time. That's... And then you got the no, call when you well, were in Atlanta about well, them wanting to drop you and tone right. tried to advocate and save you on that label and you were just like, nah, right. let it be.
1: Right, yeah. So I wasn't signed directly to Tone. I was signed to uh Multum Universal. He was the he was the uh the head A and R at the time. So um he he signed me there. He's the one that did my deal and Sylvia Rome. It was under Sylvia Rome. So when they talked about dropping me, he wanted to be like, you know, no, I'm, a, I'm gonna talk to them. I was like, nah, so good. Which is the, probably the best thing that, that could have happened to me at that point. You know, cause then I went off and I made High Hater and upon me making High Hater, you know, I went in, you know, and that, that's when I got signed to Atlantic. And that's when things really started to happen for me at that point.
0: Yeah. You had High Hater out a year before you got signed to Atlanta because you brought the record to that meeting.
1: Yeah, well I made it. It wasn't out. I made it, yeah, maybe a year before before I um before it came out. So it was it was it was in my it was in my stash. I made it, I knew what I was holding, and then so when I had the meeting, that was the first time I played.
0: Yeah, and just hearing about your situation with Atlantic and and what happened with that, because the reason why the things didn't turn out there and you left Atlantic was because of Birdman.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Birdman at the time, had told me he had wanted to sign me. And I had um, I was going through some stuff with Atlantic. And they wasn't doing much. So, you know, he had, they had expressed some interest in me. and talked about buying me out of my deal or whatever. And I was like, nah, we ain't even got to do that. I'm going I'm to fight to get off. So I fought to get off. Got my release. Took a picture of it. Send it to Birdman and I had never heard back from him for a while. <laughs> it was funny though. But then we then we got back up, you know, years later when me and Uncle Murder did our uh, yellow tape. And um he uh he tried to sign he tried to sign me and him, you know, at that time, you know, but that didn't work out. You know, sometimes business just don't work out, it's just business. I don't hold no ill will towards that man. You know, everything that happens is meant to happen in this way. You know, it was meant for us to go through the struggle that we go through so so that we can, you know, appreciate the, 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 you know, the great moments that that we work hard for.
0: Yeah. And just thinking about it right now, because with everything that's going on in the hip hop community with rappers being gunned down and Jim Jones has even spoken about, and it was brought up on this album, just losing soldiers, losing your fellow soldiers in this hip hop game, because you were the first to meet, the first to work with Nipsey Hussle from New York City, because he you got the call to go work on hustle in the house for the remix and he gave you a Snoop vibe and you went there you met him and you established a relationship with him
1: yeah that was crazy. yep i remember that like yesterday um we talking about this kid Nipsey Hussle from LA and i um, you know left my house and I went there to go meet him we uh some footage up from that night we did we did we did the remix and um yeah we did the remix at uh, the Fight Club Studios in Manhattan, and you know that was that was that was history right there. You know, I just I just feel good that uh that I was a part of that. Yeah.
0: Do you think that there's ever gonna be a way where it, it, it's so hard to predict and just think of it because it's been happening since the beginning of time here? But when you're seeing rappers like Trouble go down, you were friends with Chinks as well. You worked with him in right. the past. Right. You you've even had the approach of. Going back to your neighborhood and giving back, and what you partners with, with Macy's when you had $65,000 worth of coats and you're handing out right. to everyone in the neighborhood. Right. Do you believe in that that there is no good deed that goes unpunished when you get back to your neighborhood? Because what we saw with Nipsey Hustle. oh, you
1: know, it's this we, we, you know, we always want to show love to our neighborhoods, we always want to give back, we always want to feel the love, you know, um, and I will say. That it it is a lot of love where we come from, but there's always that element, you know, of people that's dissatisfied, dissatisfied with themselves, um, hate themselves. So they hate you, you know, hate, hate what's going on in their own life. So they want to, you know, um, maybe take it out on you because things are not going that well for themselves. You got to think, you know, most miserable people are not doing well. You understand? It's just just, they're miserable, like, um, you know you might have a couple of miserable rich niggas, but you wouldn't know because they got other devices, They got other things to do, you know, the fact that, you know, um, you know, in our neighborhoods, you just have this element sometimes that, you know, just people just are just dissatisfied. So it's, it's, it's always danger, you know, it, 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 it just is, you know, um, we're talking about all these artists who died by gun violence in in one situation or another.
0: Yeah, it's unfortunate. And just getting into more about your story and just everything that you've accomplished today is Tupac's birthday. You played a role in "All Eyes on Me" a few years ago. You played yeah. as the shooter, portraying yeah. the guy who shot Tupac at Quad yeah. Studios.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Not many people mad at me about that in the lobby. Yeah, in the lobby. <laughs> Man, I mean I used to love you, but you shot Tupac. I said, damn man, yeah, crazy. It's only a movie. It's only a movie. Uh, but Tupac, Tupac was a big inspiration for me, though.
0: Yep. You was your favorite rapper, but you've yeah. called Jay-Z the goat, though.
1: Boston Jehovah's the greatest. Hands down. Living. The greatest ever. Ever. Hands down. Musically greatest
0: ever or is it the whole empire is it everything
1: the whole everything you know because it's just can't separate the music from from the business acumen you know it's what well, he represents the the, the story the, the inspiration that he's he's given all of us you know when i ride by marcy projects i say damn hov came from here and you marcy projects is right down there, right up the block from where i come from you know so it's like I want to be that for people. I want people to say, damn, Mano come from right here. I want to be so successful. I want to be such a light that people can can feel that sense of pride and be like, damn, Mano come from here. Like, you know, I can, if he can pull himself up out of this, I could too.
0: What's sad, but it, it's something that you do do when you go out is that sometimes you you think about it. What if this is my last day being Ooh. out here, especially now? Ooh. With everything that's going on in the hip hop community,
1: yeah, yeah, especially now, this is dangerous times these are these are unprecedented times where we see artists die and go to prison and you know lose their lives in one way or another, so yeah, we you know it's it's the element every time we step outside, we want to be we want to move correct because you know one wrong move can, can be very costly. So it's it's very important though. So I keep it I keep certain things in the back of my mind, you know? And um and I try to stay as as uh, as prepared as possible, you know. Yeah.
0: You were with Jay Z the other night, I saw you guys had some words together on an Instagram picture, took some pictures together.
1: No, that was a while ago. That was that a was, while ago? Yeah, that was uh, I wanna say last last year. Oh wow, yeah. Yeah.
0: What'd you speak with Hove about?
1: It was brief. He told me he told me he watched uh, Kitchen Talk, you know. So that was cool.
0: You tell him you gotta pull up?
1: I mean, I didn't say that. because um, it, it was something else that, that was said that was funny though, but uh you know, it it was you know, when I see Jay Z, you know, I uh it's definitely respect, you know, um, you know, small talk, you know. But what's what, what's what's great about Hove is that, you know, um, he does a lot. You know, I don't ask for much. I I've, I've never asked for nothing. The one thing that I did ask, he did. Um, he cleared a song for us on the Lobby Boys. Wow, It's the one. It's the one thing. The I Lobby Boys asked. anthem. Not that. No, Not we that just one. Have- a lot of people see people think we sampled Jay-Z on that. We didn't sample Jay-Z. We sampled the same song that Jay-Z sampled. Mm-hmm. The original.
0: Was it from Fat Fat Joe had his own version of that as well? A lot, of
1: people, a- a lot of people use that. A lot of people use that. But there's a it's an old, old song. Um, it's a blues song, I think. Uh, this is very old. And, and it was live. It's, it was a song that was recorded live. We sampled that. That's the same place that Hove sampled. Hove just made it very, very popular. The song that we sampled from Jay Z was "12 uh, A.M." We was in the club, you know that right there. Uh, do it again. We gon', we gon', we gonna do it again.
0: Speaking of more people that we've lost recently, Michael K. Williams. You were working on a show with him.
1: Yeah, I was. That was my homie we had a lot of stuff coming up, coming together. You know, we would talk all the time about things, you know, I was really upset about his death. It really bothered me because he would, he would always tap in and we would always talk, talking. It was, it was crazy.
0: Have you thought about finishing those projects that you had put together and the ideas there?
1: Um, some Yeah, the stuff that we had talked about, is, it can't, can't be done without him. Yeah. You know, um, just got to just keep doing what I do.
0: And we know what you're doing. You're in the studio making some hits here.
1: Yeah, we getting to it.
0: You getting to it for sure. Lobby Boys, it's going to be expanding here with Dave East and Fab.
1: Well, that's Fit Lit. That's all of us, for, all four yeah. of us together. That's Fit Lit. So, you know, that's that Fit Lit, uh initiative and. We doing um, you know, we, we working out and we making music, so you could definitely expect expect something, in, you know, from that as well.
0: That's tough, right there. Any new things and announcements so far as maybe products with Fila because I know Fila was a big deal. with nah, no that sneaker Fila, collaboration. We
1: yeah, got sneaker a couple of years ago, but we not yeah, we off that. You know, but I I tell you what though, we some stuff coming up. We'll let you know very soon. Hopefully, some Ewings.
0: You never know, you know. Oh, we got a hint there. I appreciate you though, bro. Yeah, man. Mano, I want to thank you for coming on the show here today to end the show because you are a Brooklyn Queens guy just going to Queens all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm
1: Brooklyn. You're from Brooklyn, but you I'm love Brooklyn. Queens. I do love Queens. I do. I got a lot of love for Queens.
0: What is the top Brooklyn Queens collaboration in hip hop of all time to you as far as two MCs go?
1: Oh, Brooklyn and Queens.
0: Life's a bitch with AZ, affirmative action.
1: So I would have to go with life's a bitch. And Then you die. When you get high, yeah, life's a bitch. AZ and Nas.
0: AZ and Nas, you have it right there. Mano, anything else you want to let the audience know, especially what you got coming up with? Kitchen nah, man.
1: Only only thing that they need to know is Lobby Boys is out right now. Stream it, stream it, stream it, stream it and stream it.
0: Lobby Boys tour coming. Coming soon. Shout out to right. DJ L nice for setting this up. I appreciate L- nice. it. L- nice. Appreciate your time, man. I What's want to thank up? you for coming on the show, Mano. I enjoyed our time right. speaking with you. Keep doing great things for hip hop and putting off for New York City. Love, bro. They can follow you on Instagram at ManoHustleHard. Hustle Hard. I swear. Take care, man. Enjoy the rest of your night and stay safe. You too, bro. Peace out, man. Peace.